that people are way more satisfied after making the switch to the customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want to plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 855-51-BIBLE. That's 855-51-BIBLE. 855-51-BIBLE. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. It's postseason time in the KCAC. 16 teams are trying to get to Hartman Arena in Park City, Kansas, home to KCAC Championship Monday. Join me, Pat Strothman, for our live play-by-play coverage of the KCAC postseason tournament. On Wednesday, it's the KCAC quarters on the women's side as friends welcomes Bethany. Our coverage begins at 7 o'clock on Wichita Sports Leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. I'm Christine Lisi. Caleb Williams shut down rumors he doesn't want to play for the Bears. In his first comment since declaring for the NFL draft in January, the projected top overall pick told ESPN's Pete Thamel he'll be excited if Chicago drafts him number one in April. He will be just as excited if the Bears trade the pick and he's drafted by somebody else. That second option actually won't happen. Chicago will trade Justin Fields and take the former USC QB, believes ESPN's Dominique Foxworth. They're not going to pass up on Caleb. Like, it's going to require an absurd deal to pass up on a quarterback that people are comping to Patrick Mahomes, which obviously is a bit hyperbolic. But they're not going to pass up on, on Patrick Mahomes again when they did it once in the past. Dominique on Get Up, he was referring to 2017 when Chicago drafted Mitch Trubisky, second overall in Kansas City, took Mahomes at 10. The Chiefs releasing receiver Marquez Valdez-Scantling, saving $12 million on their salary cap. A new contract for Kansas football coach Lance Leopold, significant raise in average salary to over $7 million a year. The deal doesn't feature any new years. Hey, it's your resident Super Bowl champ, Chris Kennedy, coming up Thursday. In honor of Leap Day, I'll tell you the athlete or the team that will take a huge leap next season. It's Unsportsmanlike, 6 a.m. Eastern, right here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, and ESPNU. You're listening to The Pulse with Pat Strothman on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Small town, big dreams, and a young boy the age of 15 
had a premonition his city would get seen. Now I'm winning, get sheen in the city of the home of our What's up, Wichita? Happy hump day, everyone. Hope you're bundled up if you're outside. Plenty of sun, but burr is it cold. We expected that, though. So maybe you're inside, you're staying in your car where you have some seat warmers. If that is the case, hope you can stay in your car for a little while longer because we have quite the show for you here today. Welcome into the Pulse on Wichita Sports Leader, ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. That's the radio way to find us. If you want to find us on your cell phone, you can certainly do that by downloading the TuneIn app to your smartphone. There is a favorite button on there. So if you hit the favorite button, anytime you pull up the TuneIn app, we will also pop up. It's, it's very, very handy. Just as handy as our very own website, ESPNWichita.com. There is a Listen Life button. You click on it. A media player pops up. Boom. There you go. But also, if you want to dive into some older shows, you can always check out the old shows on our podcast page, ESPNWichita.com, in addition to Spotify and Apple Music. If you are exiting your car and going in your house, and if you have a smart speaker, you can tell that thing to tune into ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM or KKGQ. I'm Pat Stropman. Jack Johnson is in the producer's chair once again. If you want to bug Jack, you can. You can call him at 316-669-4996. 316-669-4996. You'll need that number if you have any interest in winning $30 worth of instant tickets courtesy of the Kansas Lottery. That will be coming up at some point here this afternoon. We also have Pauly Shore tickets coming up tomorrow. Wichita State men's basketball tickets. We have so many different things that we're giving away. If you're listening to the Shane Dennis Show, you would have had a chance to win Wichita State baseball tickets, Drew Lynch tickets, you name it, we got it. Here on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. That's a, That's the hotline in order to be able to win some of those things. If you just want to chime in and give us your sports takes, we got lots of stuff for you to talk about today. You could probably talk about the Chiefs, KUK State, Royals, Wichita State. We're going to have it all. If you have any thoughts on the world of sports, 316-247-0923. That is 247 09 Two, three. Saw some texters during Shane's show. Continue the fun here on the Pulse on the text line. Also, too, social media wise, Twitter slash X, Instagram, Facebook, all at ESPN Wichita. You like and follow those pages. You'll be in line to potentially win some cool stuff, courtesy of ESPN. We like to give you all sorts of things on social media, too. So, Make sure to like and follow those pages. Your lineup card for today, Wyatt Thompson, voice of the K-State Wildcats. He'll be a part of the show at 225. He's brought to you by CBD American Shaman Derby. Wyatt Thompson is going to 
give us his thoughts on K-State West Virginia and what took place earlier this week. I'm sure he had lots of things going through his head. K-State in Cincinnati. We'll break down that game. Maybe a look ahead at the Sunflower Showdown next week with KUK State. Lots of stuff with Wyatt Thompson coming your way at 225. At 245, we'll revisit KU, but specifically KU football. In case you haven't heard, Lance Leipold has a new contract with KU. No one should be too surprised by it. We all thought that a new contract was coming. Took a little while for it to become public. I would imagine there was some back and forth, but it is official, and we'll tell you about some differences between the previous contract and this contract with Lance Leipold. Hour number two, the Kansas City Chiefs yesterday placed the franchise tag on LeJarrius Sneed. They also did something else earlier today, a couple different things. One was good, one not so great, and you're probably going to be a little bit confused as to which was good, which was bad. We'll get into that 302. 325, David Lesky from Inside the Crown. Yes, we got to talk about the boys in blue with David Lesky. We're starting to get in this rhythm of having him on every single week. Problem is, next week he'll be in Arizona, and we will not be able to talk to him. So we got to sneak him in after seeing uh, – a weekend's worth of baseball for Kansas City. And then at 345, Jack Johnson with a Who Am I Wednesday. Let's see if I can stump him today. That's what we got. It is February 28th, 2024. Really appreciate you all for tuning in on this wonderful Wednesday afternoon. You are the reason to why we are Wichita Sports Leader. We appreciate your support. And we'll continue to reciprocate the energy in a couple different ways. More on that as we continue to move along here at ESPN Wichita. We do have to start with what took place in Allen Fieldhouse last night. The BYU Cougars. Because I know everyone had this on their bingo card. The BYU Cougars, no problems there in Allen Fieldhouse. They get the win at Kansas, 76-68. to Just kidding, obviously. No one predicted that BYU would be the one to end the 19-game home winning streak for the Kansas Jayhawks. BYU, with a lot of experience, KU built a 12-point lead early in the second half. The Jayhawks led for 35 minutes and 30 seconds of game time. BYU first took a lead with five minutes to play. Game was tied later at 66 with 2.28 to go. BYU responded with an 8-0 run, during which KU's Nick Timberlake missed three shots and Hunter Dickinson missed two free throws. And the BYU Cougars, they leave that crowd stunned there in Lawrence, 76-68. I know Jack, myself, Jane, Chance, we're all in a group thread. Yeah, we were all talking about it. If you ask Bill Self, which people did yesterday, Bill Self said, hey, I saw this coming from a mile away because he felt like the shoot-around was not great, felt like they weren't bringing the energy. So he felt like that that was coming from a mile away. Still, though, you might have been able to predict that everyone in, in the country is a little bit stunned at what took place. No Kevin McCuller Jr. once again because of this bone bruise, and Bill Self continues to re- reiterate that they're going to move forward 
without Kevin McCullough Jr. They're, they're going to plan on not having him for the rest of the season, which continues to be a major, major issue for this Kansas team. Nick Timberlake, when he was starting in the last couple of games, hey, guess what? He was averaging double figures in his three starts that he had. You're feeling pretty good about it, but then last night couldn't shoot this KU team. Once again, the power of the three ball, this KU team not able to consistently hit from from distance. But when you look at the personnel, I don't think anyone should be too surprised by this at this point. This is who Kansas is going to be. Kansas is going to be a team that has to rely on pounding inside with Hunter Dickinson. You hope that K.J. Adams can can make some more shots around the rim. That's what you're hoping for at this point for for KU because KU, three-point shooting-wise, woof. Three of 15 for beyond the arc last night for 20%. What's even worse is probably the 61% free throw shooting at 19 of 31. Hunter Dickinson... And Kenny Poto traded places there for the game last night. 6 of 15 from the free throw line. 17 points, 11 rebounds. But Hunter Dickinson going 6 of 15, missed four in a row. That's when you knew. At least I felt like that's when I realized, okay, BYU is going to pick up this win. Shouldn't be surprised if that happens. Brace yourselves. And guess what? That's what happened. BYU from beyond the arc, 13 of 34 for 38%, 19 of 24 from the free throw line. They're guys, man, and, and I know you're not a big fan of BYU. I know our our guy Pete Anderson's not a big fan of BYU, but they got some experienced dudes that they did not flinch in the moment last night inside Allen Fieldhouse. Just didn't flinch. Noah Waterman cans a a, a huge three for BYU late. Trevin Nell, who was 2 of 7 from the field, ended up being dynamite when you needed it. You needed a big three-pointer, he gave you one. Jackson Robinson was terrific off the bench with 18 points. He's been doing that all season long for BYU. The experience was ready for that type of environment. It stings if you're a KU fan because you witnessed K-State beat BYU inside Bramlage Coliseum. But look, this KU team, what's so frustrating is down the stretch, this KU team, and, and maybe there's some correlation between KU and Kansas City, the Chiefs, that is. I don't want to go too deep into that because they're two diff- different sports. It's two different levels. One's professional, one's college, so on and so forth. But in some ways, there are some similarities because the Chiefs in the in the regular season, you kind of watch them and you look at the coaching staff, and we always talk about the coaching staff being stubborn and how they refuse to change and adapt. This KU team this year has really felt like that, a team that hasn't been able to adapt with all the different changes, with the loss of Kevin McCuller, with the with Arteria Morris being kicked off. It seems like this team hasn't been able to adapt at all this year. Part of that is coaching. Part of that is just the player personnel that you have. And you look at this KU team down the stretch against BYU, why on earth was KU doing all these different switches, getting favorable matchups for the BYU Cougars? That was the the one thing that was disheartening to me 
watching that game last night was just you continue to switch off. And I get like you have every coach has defensive philosophies. Every coach has philosophies. But even BYU and the the broadcast, I know the broadcast wasn't great in the eyes of many, but in the bits and pieces that you that you caught, there was one I thought was interesting. BYU played a little bit of zone, just tried it a little bit just to throw KU off. And it worked there for a little bit. BYU didn't stick with it the entire game, but that's what you need to do. you got to make adjustments as things progress throughout the game. If your team's not shooting well from beyond the arc, okay, what are some ways that we can negate that? It's kind of like, in some ways, golf. Whenever I'm out and about golfing, you can make temporary changes that can maybe get you through the day, but they might not be the the most sound things that, that you do. You might not practice that as much. But you got to make adjustments when you need to make adjustments. And and that might be the, the one thing I'm truly fearful of with this KU team once we get to the postseason. If you're not able to adjust, you're going to get taken down and you're going to have an early exit. And this team, just personnel-wise, to not have a, a true three-point shooter out there, it has really made this team so difficult to watch and maybe a little bit easier the guard too for that matter Hunter Dickinson still is a guy who can average and do the things that he does but KJ Adams maybe isn't fitting quite as well with Hunter Dickinson as we previously thought DeWan Harris Jr. scored 12 points last night you thought hey maybe that was going to be the the thing that gives KU the W but that was not the case Johnny Furphy going 0 for 5 from deep. Nick Timberlake giving you 1 of 9 from the field with 9 points and 5 rebounds. This is the KU team. And all the preseason hype that this team would would find a way to win a national championship, they have some pretty notable wins, some notable wins that most teams can't talk about. But at this stage in the game, you want to start to make that turn and start playing your best basketball. And KU is not playing its best basketball. This KU team has, and, and it's been said before, really the margin of error is pretty small with this KU basketball team. It's very small. You don't have any guy that can get you out of a hole. You don't have a guy that can say, all right, we're stinking. I'm going to go ahead and put this team on my back, and we're going to find a way to make it work. Hunter Dickinson, as good as he is, Hunter Dickinson is that type of guy. And he got in his own head last night at the free throw line, going 6 of 15 for the charity stripe. It's a really frustrating KU team to watch. And now moving forward, maybe this is a good thing for, for KU. I, I don't know if it is or not. You're still going to try to play your best, but – at the very worst, what's KU seeding at this point in the NCAA tournament? A four seed? Maybe a three, depending on how you look at it? Because I don't see them getting a win in Waco. I don't see them getting a win in Houston. You would hope they get the win against Kansas State next week, but nothing's ever promised. Maybe realizing that the Big 12 championship is completely out of reach, maybe, maybe that's what's needed at this point for this KU team. Maybe that's what's needed at this stage in the game. And what's also needed at this stage in the game is continuing to get this bench more comfortable because this bench is going to have to play a big role for KU, especially if you're, not, if you're planning not to have Kevin McCuller Jr. 
I am more than happy. I'm more than happy just to, to see Bill Self maybe switch up things. Maybe you bring K.J. Adams off the bench. Maybe you just do some different things just to try to mix it up. Because at this stage in the season where the Big 12 championship's out of reach, maybe you play around with some different things. And last night, I think you saw a little bit with what they did with their rotation off the bench. Maybe you'll see more of that going forward with KU. Get this bench acclimated because it's going to do you more wonders to give that bench each guy maybe 10, 15 minutes a game compared to running your starters into the ground with them playing 35 minutes. It would be more beneficial for KU to get those other guys more action. And if that means more losses, then so be it. But at this stage, you just got to get ready to rock and roll for Kansas City. You hope you go on a run. And then in the NCAA tournament, you hope that the other team isn't draining it from beyond the arc. That's that's the biggest thing to them. If there's a team that can make threes, this is a, a KU team that's not going to be able to match that. Tough one last night, to say the least. 76 268. BYU comes up with the monster upset. BYU, a huge surprise team in the Big 12. They might be, but of all the teams that, that have been added, this has been a, a real surprise. Because, because I don't think anyone gave BYU the time or day of, of being in this position. All right, Jack, did I steal all your thunder? Did I did I take away your your take, <laughs> what do you make of of KU at this point after what you saw last night with BYU? Well, I think the the comparison to the Chiefs where it's, you know, you get to a point in the regular season where you just need to get into the postseason spot, I think that is accurate. Um, I don't think they're going to have the same sort of success that Kansas City did, uh, mainly because – no college basketball. You got to play a lot more games. You got to play them you know, consecutively, like two games in two days. They always call it the two-day tournament each weekend. So that's really tough to get over. And when you don't have much of a bench, when you have guys that are banged up, but then your starters are on fumes, it's not really lining up. But this is going to be a year that Kansas makes a deep run into the NCAA tournament. And I thought Bill Self said it, you know, perfectly in the post game that you know this is really who they are. If you're still waiting for this February Kansas team to come around if you're still waiting for this March Kansas team to turn into a juggernaut. It's not going to happen. Uh, I was saying this on Shane's show. What you hope for if you're a Kansas fan is the opponent that you play just has an off night. Uh, not to say that KU some Cinderella, you know, 10 seed or 11 seed. Of course, they're going to be, you know, getting everybody's best shot, whether it's in Kansas City the rest of the regular season or the NCAA tournament. They're going to have a target on their back whether Kevin McCuller is there or not. But whereas in some years that they really are that juggernaut, you know, you could look at a game and say, yeah, you may get your opponent shooting 50% from the field, they shoot 90% from the free throw line, they knock down 10 threes in the game, and yet they still lose to Kansas. It's not the case for this bunch. Uh, this bunch to move into the second weekend is going to need their second-round opponent, or maybe their first-round opponent at that, uh, to shoot it in the 30s. You know, not hit double-digit three-pointers, which it's shown that they've not been able to defend the three-point range or the three-point arc. Uh, they switch, I think, far too often. I know Bill Self loves his man-to-man -man defense, but they get put in a lot of vulnerable situations. I mean, a handful of times last night, Hunter Dickinson was left out there to guard a guard, and that's why they were able to have a 
you know, a three-point barrage on Kansas late in that game. And at the end of the day, when you can admit and you can kind of identify the team you are, maybe it makes you better. Maybe it's it's better for the long run that, you know, we're not going to be falling for this false hope anymore of all of a sudden the February Jayhawks or the March Jayhawks are going to come around. This is who they are. They can be as good as beating Houston at home comfortably or beating Baylor and Texas without Kevin McCuller, or they can be as bad as, getting dominated by an unranked Texas Tech team or losing to a very average BYU team at home in which you had a double-digit lead in the second half. I think that's the most frightening thing about this team and making a deep tournament run. They blow a lot of leads. Three of their seven losses this year, they've had double-digit leads at some point in the game, and they've blown that. And thinking two of them, they were in the second half. Yeah, K-State and BYU were both double-digit leads in the second half, and they blew both of them. Pretty quickly, too. Uh, so that is the the big problem. This team, look. Oh, Central Florida, too, right? But that was, was first Central half. Central Florida? That, that oh. was first half, yeah. Second half, they blew it uh, in the second half, their double-digit lead. Um, nobody can deny. Uh, they have talented guys. Hunter Dickinson's talented. Dewan Harris, K.J. Adams. They've been around the block. They've got experience. But at the end of the day, that's only a group that can take you so far. Uh, and I, I think it really does come down to when you run into a good team, you got to hope they don't have their best stuff on that night. That's how I think this team makes a deep run in March. Which is crazy because that's such a weird mentality. All right. Oh, okay. Do you check out Ken Palm very often? I do from time to time. Do you know what BYU's rank is? That's pretty high, isn't it? 15. Yeah. BYU's ahead of Kansas. <laughs> 15 is BYU KU 16. And that's not the NLB all, but I'm just throwing that out there like – I don't think BYU's the worst team in the Big 12, and, and I get they're going to ride and die by the three ball, so maybe that's why people don't like them. But this team, analytically, according to Kempom, is still technically top 15 in the eyes of the analytics. Again, not the NL be-all, but that's just something I just want to throw that out there. I just want to throw it out there. And I'm not trying to make excuses for KU because that's not the case at all because this KU team has a lot of defects, a ton of defects. And now you move forward with, again, maybe the fact you don't have the Big 12 title in reach. Maybe now it truly is, all right, that's off the table. What do we do next? Well, you try to win three games in a row in Kansas City, get that Big 12 tournament championship, and now you feel a little bit better about how things are going to go down in the NCAA tournament. But as you brought up, it certainly feels like at this at this point you're hoping – you're hoping for the opponent to be playing a terrible game, which is definitely different because normally for KU, normally you'd say, well, okay, well, even if KU's not able to make shots, at least you have the defense to fall back on. Right now, what is KU's fallback? Because I don't think you can say defensively it's there. And I definitely don't think you can sit back and say, well, you got Hunter Dickinson inside. It's not the case. There's really no fallback options right now for KU. <laughs> Three one six two four seven zero nine two three. That's the text line. The dude that fouled out for BYU had the most punchable face. There you go. <laughs> well, I don't know if you're a KU fan or not, but you know maybe maybe that's one way you go about making yourself feel a little bit better about what took place last night. Regardless, it's a lost nineteen game home winning streak is now officially done for the Kansas Jayhawks, and now they. Turn their attention this weekend to Waco, where they'll take on a Baylor team that is, according to Kim Palm, number 14 in the country.
All right, let's take a break. When we return, voice of the K-State Wildcats, Wyatt Thompson. Don't worry, we don't have to talk about KU basketball anymore. Instead, let's get a recap of the craziness that took place from Bramage Coliseum next on The Pulse. You're tuned into The Pulse on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Did you know that carbon monoxide is odorless and invisible? And the only way to detect it is by installing carbon monoxide or CO alarms. First Alert is reminding you to install CO alarms on every level and in every bedroom of your home. Also, remember, alarms don't last forever and need to be replaced at least every 5 to 10 years depending on your alarm. Protect your home and family with safety you can trust by visiting firstalert.com and Lowe's stores for your carbon monoxide alarms. Natalia, solid dismount, but that little pause is a deduction. Top tumblers hope to stick the landing with Coach Jasmine. That aerial sequence still needs work. She needs more certified athletic trainers to find her balance. Focus, I'm going to need you for the all-around. Wait, who's spotting the vaults? Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. We instantly connect you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. I tend to second-guess dinners with friends because they're often interrupted by diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or oily stools. It turns out I have EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, which means I'm missing the enzymes needed to digest food. My doctor prescribed Creon Pancrelipase, an oral prescription medication that replaces pancreatic digestive enzymes. Creon treats EPI due to cystic fibrosis, chronic pancreatitis, pancreatectomy, or other conditions. Creon may increase your chance of fibrosing colonopathy, a rare bowel disorder. Tell your doctor if you have a history of intestinal blockage or scarring or thickening of your bowel wall. If you're allergic to pork or if you have gout, kidney problems, or worsening of painful swollen joints. Call your doctor if you have any unusual or severe gastrointestinal symptoms or allergic reactions. Take Creon as directed by your doctor and always with food. Do not chew capsules as this may cause mouth irritation. Other side effects may include blood sugar changes, gas, dizziness, sore throat, and cough. These are not all the side effects of Creon. Creon is the number one prescribed EPI treatment. Ask your doctor about Creon for EPI and visit Creon.com or call 800-633-9110 to learn more. That's C-R-E-O-N.com. Sponsored by AbbVie. Adventure awaits at Rockin' Brews Casino Bremen, where you can win the ultimate ride, a brand new Polaris Sport. You can earn entries all month for just 75 points. On March 31st, excitement ramps up at Rockin' Brews with drawings at 5, 6, and 7 p.m. for $500 in free play. And the grand prize winner will be announced at 8. Rockin' Brews Casino, just a short drive down I-35 to exit 231. Short drive, big wins. Entrepreneurs Wanted. With over 25 years as a commercial real estate leader in Wichita, Occidental Management is proud to support entrepreneurs and startups in the markets we live and work. Envision Arts Gallery is the nation's first permanent art gallery for artists who are blind, visually impaired, and or disabled. Thanks to Occidental Management, Envision Arts Gallery has a highly visible location in downtown Wichita. Occidental's commitment to providing a quality venue for the artists has helped make us a success. To learn more, visit OCCMGMT.com or call 3 316-262-3331. All day long. One of my favorites. 
Big fan of that one, Jack. Job well done. Welcome back to The Pulse. That music can only mean one thing. It's time to get our weekly visit with the voice of the Kansas State Wildcats, Wyatt Thompson. He's brought to you by CBD American Shaman Derby. If you're struggling with pain, anxiety, or sleep, explore the benefits of the highest quality hemp oil at CBD American Shaman Derby. Swing by to see Jeff and the gang at 200 North Baltimore. CBD American Shaman Derby. Life is better with the feather. Well, Wyatt, I think uh, a lot of KU fans might be dealing with pain, anxiety, and uh, lack of sleep after what took place last night inside Allen Fieldhouse. I don't know how you're feeling, though, after witnessing a 25-point lead go to nothing to all of a sudden winning in overtime, but what uh, what a game for the ages in Bramlage Coliseum as K-State hangs on to take down West Virginia in overtime. What was going through your head as that was developing throughout the game? You know, it's a great question, and I I, I just did an interview with a couple of uh, our buddies down in Pittsburgh, Kansas, and they were asking about it too. And I said that, you know, I've been so fortunate to be at the Division One level since '89 and in broadcasting since '76, and I can't really think of a game where a team had a 22-point halftime lead and then won the game in overtime. It's just such a rare thing. And then you have, you know, Chapter 2 of the book, which puts K-State now at 7-0 and in overtime games this year. That alone, too, is just, you, it's a head shaker, right? I mean, it doesn't even hardly make any sense, um, not only to just be 7-0, and but to play seven overtime games. It, I, I'm not an odds maker, but I just wonder what the odds are of that with a team that sits there at 17 and 11 i would think that'd be pretty slim wouldn't it yes <laughs> i mean I, I again right. i'm not an odds guy but it just it's just crazy so yeah I'm, I'm thinking at that stretch in the first half from about five or six minutes in to the end of the half i don't know if things could possibly go better for my team and then the next thing you know uh well i, I said this to to mike and chet a while ago have you ever called a game in your life where you went through a stretch where you were outscored 41-12 to and still won the game. That <laughs> happened to K-State the other night. It was just nuts. Yeah, I, I, I still can't get over it. And we've had some time to look, really process yeah. it, but it's still been, still been one of those. I, I will say, did you, did you triple check with West Virginia? Raekwon Battle is is done right he's got no more eligibility he made three more shots while we're just talking (laughs) (laughs) i tell you apparently he just likes facing kansas state if if he were just face kansas state for his entire career that guy would be you know he would he would be uh a player of the year (laughs) let me tell you a quick story because the other night we we got arthur kaluma set down between stan and i and the first thing he said to me off air was can you believe battle? And I was so impressed with that where another player, uh, uh, especially of Arthur's abilities, was just blown away by the show that Raekwon put on. He he just, in that second half, he wasn't as quite as good, thank goodness, in overtime as he was in the second half, but it was, there, there were a couple of two or three shots that he made, Pat, that, that I'm still shaking my head about. It's like, how did that go? I mean, it, it, and he makes it look so effortless with his ability to get up and to score off the bounce. I mean, he just, whew. 
wow. <laughs> he, he's something when he gets going. And Creasel was really good that way, too. He really was. Yeah. He's not He's not quite as athletic as Raekwon, obviously, but wow, that was impressive. Yeah, for sure. Well, well Raekwon Battle, I don't know if you've done the tallies. I know one individual did. I know you know Mason Voth. I know he, he was doing yeah. the tallies. And I don't know where it was, but at one point he updated his tweet and he was like, Raekwon Battle has 76 points and counting and three career games <laughs> against K-State, 11 of yeah. 19 from three in those games. He was a perfect six for six from deep in the second half in overtime. And yeah. I, I, I'm just left speechless every, every time when, when I just see him play, I'm just left speechless. Well, here's, here's something that I think K-State fans are, are loving at this point is, well, not only the fact of just getting wins in general, but in the last eight games, Tyler Perry is averaging over 17 points per game, and he has scored 20-plus points four times. He's shooting 37% from deep during that stretch as well. What has been the, the change with Tyler Perry? Is it simply just making more shots from deep, or is it maybe just fully realizing, hey, it's go time, it's almost March? Well, I think there's a lot to the second part of that for sure. I mean, he's even admitted that, you know, time is running short on his college career. And I, I can tell you without a doubt that Tyler has loved every bit of his college experience. Um, and it hasn't necessarily been perfect here. But I, I think the other part of the equation here is is that, um, that he just, yeah, he's, he's shooting the ball better. But I think you would probably also think that over that stretch that you're talking about he's probably done a lot of things better defended better uh taken better shots not that he hasn't continued to still make some very difficult shots i don't mean that but you know when when k-state was going through the throws of that stretch where they had lost seven of eight they they kind of did a little reset there and started talking about you know, doing everything better, even even a you know a chest high pass and and better cuts, better screens, better this, better that, and 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 he's done a lot of that. Um, I'm anxious to see how it goes in the next couple of games out there on the road because it's so hard out there on the road. But boy, they got they got well quickly at home, beating two really good teams. Let's hope that they can you know, at least take it out there and, and have a chance in the next two games on the road. It'll be hard, though. Everybody knows it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, without question. Voice of the K-State Wildcats, Wyatt Thompson here on The Pulse. He's brought to you by CBD American Shaman Derby. K-State getting a thrilling win in overtime against West Virginia. Wyatt, I want to get your thoughts on Will McNair and kind of how he has settled in these last couple of games. What have you noticed from his, from his play? Well, he's part of what I was talking about there a moment ago where everybody doing something or things better. I can tell you without question and and feel good about saying this that they really have challenged him probably as much as anybody because if if you've listened to to if you're I'm talking to your listening audience now if you've listened week in and week out with our visits there have been a couple of two or three times where I've mentioned that Tang has said some things about Will, that there's so much more there that he it's his job to draw out of Will. And I, I think we've seen a little spike there um, just in the last couple of two or three games with that, maybe even a little bit more than that. I've done a few of interviews today, and 
you look at what he and David both have done and just say their last five, uh, shooting the ball better, just more consistency. And David's doing it, of course, on a bad wheel, too. He's got a sore knee that he's fighting through. Uh, but, but I'm really proud of Will. I think, I think he's really done a nice job, especially against those two the other night with, with BYU. And then, you know, when, you, <laughs> when you're going against Jesse Edwards, that's no day at the beach either, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I think he's been challenged and challenged hard, and I think so far he's really responded. Uh, they're they're trying, man. They're they're not they're like everybody else this side of Houston, probably. They they've got some warts, but uh, they're working on it, and I think they're trying to get a little bit better. And I think they are. I don't know if this is fair, you know, coming up on on Saturday a game against Cincinnati, but with K State being back on the bubble now for the NCAA tournament, how much does an appearance hinge on this game against Cincinnati? Well, you got to. I've I've said this before. Um, K State desperately needs to win a game in this league on the road. They, they've they've won one that was early at West Virginia. They've been close at a couple of other places. Three really um, had a shot at Tech, didn't win. Uh, really had a shot at Tech, uh, an okay shot in Ames, an okay shot in, or maybe a little bit less than okay in in, um, in Provo, and yet you know down fifty eight forty one made it a two two point game at one point. I I you know. It'd be great if they could win this game because they're 45th in the net. You know, KU 17th. Um, who I know everybody knows how hard it is in Allen, but it's also hard in, in uh, Fifth Third Arena too. So I hope they have it in them. I hope they play the the kind of basketball that they've been playing for the most part here lately. Uh, I think the the uh, the BYU game for me is, I think, what they're looking for. Even we talked a lot about, you know, 11 of 19 from three in the first half. That You're probably not going to do that very often, right? I mean, let's, let's be blunt about that. But what I loved about the BYU game was that the, the, the down moments offensively were much smaller. They still did a good job in all of the other areas, and I think that's what they're looking at, Pat, honestly. Gotcha. Well, speaking of Cincinnati, the Bearcats, they seem to have fit in just fine in the Big 12. They continue to, to be a physical team, and uh, and I think it's an atmosphere that maybe gets, I don't know, maybe a little bit overlooked. I know you look at some of the, the home court advantages in the Big 12, and yeah, you could probably say that every court you know, this year especially <laughs> is a tough court to go to and actually come yeah. out on top of the win. But Cincinnati, to me, though, the the Bearcats, they're one of those teams to where if you don't bring your A game, I guess you can say this about pretty much every team in the Big 12, but specifically Cincinnati, I just like kind of what they have with, with their front court size and, and kind of being able to pair that with some other pieces as well. What really stands out about the Bearcats in your eyes? Well, let's talk about the, the home record here. Um, two and five at home in the league to this point. Now that's far from from great. It's it's probably the poorest mark in the league, and, and yet you look at the the home record overall. It's twelve and five, so it tells you that they're more than capable. Um, and I think it is a harder place to play than a lot of people would surmise. I mean, think about how I think they're a pretty good matchup for Houston actually, and they had Houston on the ropes at their place. Last night in the game in Houston, they were down 14 to four to start and never really got. I mean, they never really got blown out either, but they kind of played them somewhat even after a 14 to four start. But 
They have length. They have a couple of shooters. They have some athleticism. Um, so I think they've done a pretty good job in their first year in the league. Adjusting, sure, but um, I, I kind of like their team. I mean, Skillings and James, um, Newman, Lukosius. I mean, it, and, and then those big guys, Victor Lockins, he, he was pretty good in, in the ball game with Houston where he he hadn't been playing well lately, but Bandego in the middle is a shot blocker and a pretty good player. So they've got pieces. I always look at it like Stan and I talk about this all the time. What are they when they're playing at their optimum level or in the vicinity of that? And I think they're pretty good when they do that. Question is, will they do it? I, not a lot of people probably know this, but Wes Miller played for Roy Williams, so I'm going to guess he knows a little bit about basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Just a smidge. <laughs> yeah. Just a smidge. He's Just pretty good. Now, I'm just telling you he's pretty good. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, let's do take a a little look ahead at what's going to take place on Tuesday. It is KU, K-State inside Allen Fieldhouse. It's it's still Allen Fieldhouse. I I know there was a (laughs) loss last night, and and maybe that gives you hope, or maybe that gives you the, the thought in your brain of, oh, they lost last time in this building. They're going to be extremely fired up, and they're not going to lose this game it's going to be it's going to be one of those over my dead body type of games. When you take a look at Kansas, here they are, not in contention for a Big Twelve championship at this stage in the game. So that's a little weird at this point. So, yep. what really jumps out at you with KU now compared to what you saw from earlier in the year? Well, those scenarios that you laid out there, Pat, I think that's the story, isn't it? I mean, it could be any of those, right? I mean, when was the last time KU lost two games in a row there, as an example? And they'd, they'd been undefeated at home this year going into last night. So you, you can have all of those emotions where it scares you to death, but it gives you some hope or, or whatever you want to say. I, I think all of, all of that is on the table. Um, you know, K-State did get them at home in overtime here. How much does that factor in? Well, maybe a little, but probably likely not a lot. Um, so I, I think there's a lot that plays into this, but I do think they, and this is just me, um, they are a different team with McCuller than they are currently without him. Will he be able to go this weekend and or Tuesday? That's a, that's a factor because I, I heard Bill Self say after the game last night that, you know, they, they've beaten some of the best teams in the country and they've been beaten by some teams that, probably shouldn't have been beaten by. So uh, I guess I'm, I'm rambling a little bit to, to make the point that I think it's all on the table there and, and who knows how it plays out. But at the bottom bottom line area there, or at the end of the day, whatever you want to call it, you're still going to Allen, and that's hard. Yes, very hard. All right, last but not least, your thoughts on court stormings. <laughs> well, I, I got asked about that in an interview with a buddy of mine in Colorado this week, and I, I said to him, there's there's not really a lot of easy answers into this, and I I all due respect uh, to Jay Billis, who I like. I, I think roping them all in and giving them a ticket isn't viable or anything in the vicinity of doable, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know I don't want to speak for anybody else, but I, I've talked to our people here about it, and and uh, they they really work hard. You know, because we've had a few court stormings, most of them in the in my years here when you beat Kansas, because it's hard to do it there, and, and that's that's 
you know, most of the time that's gone pretty well, but it, it is dangerous. Um, you know, things do happen. But I don't know if I have the perfect answer on, on how you avoid it. Um, maybe you do, but I, I don't think I have one. I, I, it is a problem in college athletics. That's, and, and it, it's, it's, but, but I honestly mean this sincerely. I think it's hard to keep young people out of there if they're wanting to get there. If they're wanting to get to the floor, they're probably going to do it. Yeah, and I think that's – I don't know if there is, like, really the uh, a one true answer, a one-size-fits-all type right. of answer at this point. And I think that's a tough thing. The only thing you can really say is regulate it better. But even then, it's what is what does that mean at the end of the day? What does it mean by sure. regulation? Do you put 30 seconds on, on the clock and prevent – Make sure that everyone gets to their locker room before you storm the court. How can you actually right. contain that? And you know, can well, you hire more security? The, I mean, it's yeah, just so the, much. Well, and it's. I mean, I've I've seen a lot of event staff people around the floor here, as an example. I've seen them holding ropes, and that that really didn't stop anything either. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody's tried a lot of different things, but you're right about that the one thing that i think is the single most important thing is to get the visiting coaches slash players and officials off the floor um because they you know they're there's you know they're, they're in harm's way a little bit i'm, I'm not going to kid anybody about that i think we all know that right I mean that's just yeah. what it is yeah all right Wyatt, we appreciate your insight as always you have a wonderful weekend and we'll talk to you again next week you got it partner great talking to you my friend appreciate it Voice of the Kansas State Wildcats, Wyatt Thompson. He's presented to you by CBD, American Shaman Derby. We will return to KU Talk. Not about basketball, though. Some news on the KU football front. Next, the wrap-up, hour number one. The heartbeat of Wichita sports fans. The Pulse on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Your home's in your hands. You build it. You can save thousands of dollars building your dream home remodeling your kitchen or bath, making your home more accessible as you age, or creating a new garage, barn, or workshop. UBuildIt has been helping homeowners save money for over 30 years. Using the UBuildIt system, you can choose your budget, who designs your renovations, and how involved you want to be in the process. Call or text now, 316-260-2044. Your home's in your hands. UBuildIt. Do you love your neighborhood but hate your home? Do you want to remodel your home but don't know where to start? Working with the design and construction team at Pinnacle Homes may be the answer. Our team will help you figure out how to make your space functional and beautiful. Call us today to remodel your whole home, kitchen, bathroom, or even to add a room onto your home. Are you ready to get started? Go to our website at remodelerswichita.com and book a consultation today. Pinnacle Homes, it's time that you love your home again. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. On that heavy shelf you hung yesterday. Turns out, you didn't use enough anchors. Wait, you didn't use any anchors? (laughs) Now you've got an open floor plan. Trendy. 
And if you have the wrong home insurance, you could need a wall of money to fix this. So get home insurance with Allstate and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Based on coverage and limits selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hey, baseball fans. A new season of Shocker Baseball is upon us, and new head coach Brian Green has his sights set on winning right away. Support Coach Green in his first season by purchasing season tickets and catch every game this spring at Historical X Stadium. It'll be the place to be with new additions to the outfield experience that are sure to turn Coleman Hill into a party. Grab your season tickets today by visiting GoShockers.com slash tickets or call 316-978-FANS. Follow the Shockers on Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. And we still have opportunity. Uh, we still have three games left, I believe. Uh, one more at home and two on the road. But then we have a conference tournament coming up as well. Um, we're just, we just need to stick together and, you know, anything can happen still. Uh, I t- I've told them on a number of occasions, uh, you're my guys. Uh, we, we're, we're riding with you. Your home for the best Wichita State basketball coverage all season long is right here on ESPN Wichita. Coming up in hour number two, the Kansas City Chiefs with a couple of different things. One good, one bad, and maybe the good is not the good you're thinking of. We'll tell you about that here shortly. 325, we'll have David Lesky with Inside the Crown. He'll join us. And then after that, a Who Am I Wednesday. We do have $30 worth of Kansas lottery tickets to give away, so if you have any interest in that, stay tuned. We'll be doing that at some point. Before we reach hour number two, this is something that we've known about for a little while since this guy turned down the the Washington job, according to sources. He decided to stay at Kansas, and that is Lance Leipold. He has reportedly signed a new contract, according to Pete Thamel. He reports that Leipold's new average salary is more than $7 million per year which puts him in the top three average salaries for Big 12 coaches. The contract doesn't include any new years and is still set to expire after the 2029 season. Leipold received the contract extension in November of 2022 after leading KU to its first bowl appearance in 14 years. His old contract began at $5 million, for the 2023 season, set to increase by 100 k every year through 2029. The average per year of that deal was $5.3 million in the highest sum, $5.6 million in 2029. So KU gives an investment to Lance Leipold to stay in Lawrence, really comes at a pivotal time. Construction at David Booth, Kansas Memorial Stadium continues. KU playing all of its 2024 home games in Kansas City. A couple of games at Children's Mercy Park. 
Four games at GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium where the Chiefs play. And there's no doubt that the expectations are going to be pretty high for the Kansas Jayhawks considering what they were able to do last year. You just hope they have a healthy Jalen Daniels. One thing that I noticed while taking a look at the contract and some of the details. So the commitment to keep his salary in the top half of the Big 12 is in there. But here's the thing, too. There's an escalating $6 million assistant pool and a $2.9 million non-coaching football staff pool. I think I might have mentioned this the first time that there was this new contract extension. That one of the keys is to make sure that you can keep your assistants around. Okay, you lost its offensive coordinator in Andy Koltenecki, who bolted for Penn State. Also losing an offensive line coach to the NFL, which, I mean, who could really blame you? I'm not sure how you can retain a guy like that. And Penn State also gave out a ton of money to Andy Koltenecki. Will you be able to do that now that you have an increase for the pool? Not going to be able to do probably what you really want to do. But to be able to have that flexibility, to be able to try to keep your coaches. Lance Leipold, I'll never forget the first time when he had his press conference. It was continuity, continuity, continuity. He mentioned that so often. And it does play a factor. Keeping your staff intact is a huge thing. There are times where you're not going to be able to prevent someone from moving on. But you at least need to be able to try. And now you get a little bit of more money in your assistant coaching pool, now you can now you can do that a little bit better. You can do that a little bit better. So no surprise, it's a deal that we've known about for a while, but now we have the official numbers. And also, too, this makes them, what, in the top 20 in the country, I believe, number 18, I think, dollar-wise, 18, I think, to keep your your coach, keeping him in the in the top twenty in all of coaching and, and college football, yeah, that's the type of commitment that's going to take in order to maintain Lance Leipold. Although we all believe that he's still a lifer and he truly wants to be there at KU, you just never know when more opportunities continue to pop up. He had interest in the Washington job. There were some people thinking that Michigan was going to do something which I never thought that was going to be the case. But you will always continue. Every year, I feel like Chris Kleiman, Lance Leipold are going to be mentioned in a coaching search. Someone's going to get fired. You're going to see a tweet saying, some immediate candidates, Lance Leipold, Chris Kleiman. I think that's what's going to happen forever moving forward. But now you make it a little bit more challenging for Lance Leipold to leave if you give him a boatload of money. A raise, well-deserved. Keep that guy as your leader. And Travis Goff was able to do that once again. That does it for the first hour. We'll switch gears and talk about the professional sports teams in Kansas City. Royals talk with David Lesky of Inside the Crown at 325. The Chiefs have made some moves. And who am I Wednesday? We'll see if I can stump Jack Johnson in hour number two. That's what we got for you. Hope you can stick around and be a part of it. This is Wichita Sports Leader.
ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM, KKGQ Newton. Hey, ESPN Wichita fans, let's kick off the weekend in style at Twin Peaks West. Meet us out at Ridge and Taft starting.